You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Jimmy? I'm good. I guess this is a national championship edition. Can you hear me? I, I can, but can you, you, you had a dramatic pause there. As per usual, I just, you know, I, I just wondered what happened. <laughs> well, I mean, it's pretty dramatic. We're, it is dramatic. We're playing for the national championship, and uh, this is sort of, if you think about it, a national championship edition of the show, because that's really what we're talking about, because we're teeing it up here. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be big and I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm going to fly out there for one day and fly back the next day. And then here we go. I mean, just the same thing I always do. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun and we'll talk about it a lot. But first of all, I got to tell everybody that this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. We want you to go check out BuiltBar.com and I'll tell you why in just a little bit. But for right now, mad props. And I don't even know if the kids say that anymore, but mad props to the Alabama basketball team for getting a huge win over Auburn. Now, I know what some people will say, hey, this Auburn team's 0-3 in the SEC when we beat them and we made them 0-4. True. But we also had no idea Sharif Cooper, who was a stud, was going to be eligible. And everybody can say, yeah, well – uh, you know, what, what difference does that make? He hadn't played. That's true. But we didn't prepare for him either. He's the best player on their team. That was clear. That was clear as day. He's not He's not just a little bit better than somebody on their team. He's the best player on their team by a long shot. He's one of the best players in the conference, if you ask me, just based off one game. Um, I think he was fantastic. Now, he screwed up some late, but that's what you expect from a, a freshman who hadn't played any. But without Sharif Cooper, we win that game 15 points. So I think it says a lot about our coaching staff in the fact that we didn't shoot it particularly well. Um, and we had no idea he was going to play. We might've had an inkling, you know, Friday night, like everybody else, but we played Saturday morning. So it doesn't help us. And um, I thought we did a hell of a job uh, guarding that guy, considering that uh, we didn't know that he was going to be eligible and he was the best player on the court. Yeah, he was something else. Uh, I think Auburn is 0-4 right now, but uh, from I think they're one of those teams that could suddenly win six or eight SEC games in a row. Sure. I mean, I think they're that good. They could, uh, I do not think they're going to finish the SEC with an extremely poor record. Now, when you start out 0-4, you're in a hole. It's not like they're going to finish 14-4. and It's not even like they're going to finish 12-6. and But – uh. I'll almost be really surprised if they don't finish something like at least nine and nine and, you know, nine and nine doesn't sound good, but it actually is good when a 500 team in the sec is a good basketball team. That's a fact. Uh, Great. No, but good. Yes. And uh, yeah, that Auburn team is much better than their Owen four record. Yeah, I agree. Um, they're not bad at all. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a fun game. It wasn't the cleanest game we've seen. In fact, I'll take it a step further and say this Alabama basketball team hadn't played its best yet. I, I at least I hope not. I don't think they have. Um, and and I 
I hope not because there is still some things to be, some kinks to be worked out, some roster management to be dealt with. But that again tells me, hey, I'm I'm really proud of Nate Oates. I was I was iffy on him earlier this year. I, I was bought in at the beginning of the year. Then I was starting to get on shaky ground just because I'm I'm sort of you know once bitten twice shy with Alabama basketball, and um, I think that. Uh, He's got this thing beginning to turn around in the right direction. And when the shots do start drop, start dropping a little more, somebody like Jaden Shackelford gets out of – I mean, I think he leads the team in scoring with like 13.3 points, but it doesn't feel that way. I mean, there was a couple of times yesterday when he had a wide open three. And it, last year I would have said, count it, count it. I mean, but it just it's just not falling for him right now. And, I, and hopefully he'll break out of this sophomore slump, whatever it is. And then um then things will really get going. Herb Jones did Herb Jones things. Um he had a monstrous dunk. I was so glad to see that right over uh one of Auburn's top shot blockers. It, it was a thing of beauty. And um he played really well, hustled. John Petty. John Petty has gotten his act together since that suspension. And I, we talked about that, that this thing can go one of two ways. He can go into a slump. We may never hear from him again, or he can have, have sort of a breakout moment and an epiphany. And I think that's what he's had. And um, I'm really proud of him and the way he's played. Now, that being said, I, I think it wouldn't be this podcast if we didn't interject some negativity. Man, somebody's got to tell me what in the world Rojas is doing taking so many minutes. Um, I, I get the hustle, and he had some real hustle minutes, I think, against Florida, or is either Florida or Tennessee. I can't remember. But, man, when he gets underneath the basket, it is – oh, it's 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 really rough. He has zero touch, and he doesn't go up strong, and that's a horrible combination. Yeah, just need some product- productivity from him besides turnovers and fouls. I mean, the fouls are nice. I mean, come off the bench and foul a few guys and stop a few easy buckets. Uh, That's fine. But I'm with you. There has to be more productivity there. But what I love about this team right now, I mean, in terms of why are we the best team in the SEC today? And who knows if we will be a month from now or two months from now, hopefully. (laughs) But the, the reason we're the best team in the SEC today is even though we have good players that are really good, like Herb and Petty, uh, you know, they're really good players. What, what's making us a, uh, the best team in the league is every night out, there's kind of a different star. Uh, somebody is sort of leading us to victory, uh, and it's a different guy every night, uh, even though we get solid performances from, from, from the Petties and the Herb Jones. But uh, earlier this week in the midweek game, it was Keon Ellis who had a fantastic game against Florida. And you're like, wow, hello, Keon. And yeah. then uh, and, and then yesterday it's Jordan Bruner who, who was just yes. fantastic. I mean, fantastic in the second half. And uh, if you get a different guy every night stepping up to be the guy while each night getting really solid performances from your proven vets, uh, you're going to be good. And like you were saying, Luke, what's amazing to me is our, our team is sort of recruited around the idea of knocking down three-point shots. That's that's sort of why this team is recruited to run and gun and jack up threes. And uh, the fact of the matter is Petty and Shaq, in particular those two, there's others like Primo who did have a nice shooting day yesterday. But Shaq and Petty have yet to, to really get into the flow of things in terms of knocking down their shots. When Shaq and Petty both have good nights, uh, and, and, and we haven't seen that yet, but when they do, 
I'm telling you, I don't even think Gonzaga wants a piece of that Alabama team on a night that Shackelford and Petty are knocking down shots. And uh, we'll see. The key to a magical season is having those nights in, in at the best moments possible. And people forget, you know, our greatest team of all time, the Mark Godfrey team that made to the Elite Eight. I, that has to be the best Alabama team of all time. It's the only one to get that far. But but there were rough moments for that team too. That that team didn't even finish with a fantastic SEC record, and it's because they weren't always great. But they played great in the big games uh, down the stretch, and uh, that's what's needed to have a magical season. And if you bet on Alabama yesterday, well, you were a little bit disappointed unless you took them on the money line. Alabama won ninety four ninety, and the spread was five. Um, Vegas sometimes know what they knows what they're doing, and BetOnline.ag certainly knows what they're doing. Um, but you could have, you know, had the double whammy. You could have bet on Auburn plus the points, and then uh, had Alabama win, and, and you're a double winner. That would be fantastic. BetOnline.ag is where you want to go to put that bet in for things just like that. And considering that they're going to have every single prop bet you can imagine for the national championship, betonline.ag is the place to go. Use promo code locked on for a 50% bonus. I'm looking at uh, the game MVP winner for Ohio State at Alabama. For instance, Mac Jones is plus 350. Here's an interesting one. Jalen Waddle is plus a thousand, and he's tied with Trey Sermon at plus a thousand. I found that very interesting. Um, Jace McClellan plus thirty three hundred. I mean, you're getting on down here, man. Uh, Javon Baker plus five thousand. Steel Chambers might maybe the best. I don't know if he plays for Ohio State or he's in that latest porn. Um, plus five thousand. <laughs> Uh, Xavier Williams at plus 5,000. Margin of victory. You can have Alabama by 19 to 24 points at plus 750. Or you can have Ohio State by 43 or more for plus 10,000. You know what, Jimmy? I might put 10 bucks on that just to see. Just to see. Because I'm going to tell you something. If if I raked in a cool K, but it would certainly knock the edge off my disappointment of getting beat by 43 points. Um, but betonline.ag is where you want to go. That's the one betting site that we trust here at the Locked On Network. Go check them out. Use the promo code Locked On. That's betonline.ag. Jimmy, another thing I want to tell everybody about is Locked On Bets. <clears throat> you can go check out Locked On Bets. It's part of Locked On Network, obviously. Great uh, podcast. They give you all the updates. They give you um, all the latest trends and and anything you need to know about betting they will tell you about it so go check out locked on bets uh all right let's jump a little bit more into this national championship game i watched the uh coaches press conference today and boy these things are typically pretty vanilla regardless when they're all via zoom they're vanilla and they're slow i mean michael casagrande which means big house in in spanish um he had a question where he said, uh, I mean, the, the interview, the moderator or whatever you call him said, all right, this question is for Coach Saban from Michael Casagrande. And then there was literally like a five second pause because you're on Zoom and, you you know, your Wi-Fi may not be as good as somebody else's Wi-Fi. And so it's and then he he's like, yeah, um, am I on? And I'm like, yeah, you're on. And he's like, OK, and here's my question. And here we go. And I mean, it's just it's it's kind of a cluster. But uh, it's just like everything else in, in 2020 slash the beginning of 2021. We're just we're limping to the finish line. And let's just get through it, baby. I got this thing. 
you know, in less than uh, 48 hours, we're going to be playing for a national championship. So let's just get it rolling. Yeah. Uh, you know, the media events aren't nearly as fun as, uh, as they were. And just think about, you know, even the bowl game, because this isn't a bowl, this is a national championship game, but in the bowl game, our kids were robbed of the bowl experience, the going out and doing the various amusement yeah. parks and the shop and sprees and, and, and the, the media day is not fun because it's really almost no different than our media days during the season where, you know, some of our guys take turns getting up and, and taking questions and then Nick does and, and run day to day. And you're right. It's just boring. I, to, to, this is how boring I'm the kind of guy that eats that stuff up. I want to know and see everything and get excited about the game. And I didn't even watch. And that to me says volumes about, you know, what, 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 COVID has turned this into, but, but, but I'm, I'm very excited to be in the last game. It's hard to believe that uh, tomorrow night college football season is over. The season we thought would never take place is played to a full ending. And while a lot of games were canceled uh, and, and never took place, that's and some conferences played fewer games than others. Uh, we did play a complete season and there's a legitimate national champion tomorrow. Um, any asterisk, uh, deserves an exclamation point behind it for for what both teams had to go through just to get this far. Uh, excited about the matchup. And while I believe Alabama is going to win this game, this is the first game we've played since Georgia where I was worried about the outcome. And, and, and when I say I'm worried about the outcome, it's a recognition that the other team has enough dudes to beat us. I didn't think Notre Dame had enough dudes to beat us. Uh, and the game played out pretty much exactly as I laid out, you know, in the, in the prediction show, well, which was an easy win in which Alabama was never threatened, but, but not a complete blowout either. Uh, um, I worry in the games at Alabama, there's only reason to worry about one instance, and that's when the other team has a lot of dudes and a playmaker at quarterback. And boy, do we have one here. So yeah, I'm worried, but, it's the national championship game. We're supposed to be we're supposed to be worried. Yeah. We're playing the very best team in the country that is not Alabama. Hell yes, we're supposed to be. If if you're just going into this game just full of confidence, not even contemplating the fact that Alabama could end up short. Two things. Number one, I don't understand the reality you live in. And number two, did you not watch the last time we played in the national championship game? We got run out of the building because we didn't play great. So uh let's uh let's put our a game out there which is what we did not do two years ago and uh there's a reason we're favored by seven points there's a reason we won all those awards the other night i do think alabama's the better team but they got dudes and then they damn sure have a dude a quarterback yeah and of course he's a dual threat guy which uh, you know it's giving us trouble but i always hate it when people say that i'm like yeah most of these dual threat guys are getting everybody trouble i mean deshaun watson gives people trouble now in the pros so yeah he gave us trouble cam newton gave us trouble yeah he won the heisman i mean some dual threat dudes give us trouble man that's but they give everybody yeah. trouble um the good ones, the really good ones i mean that that's where i get all my soapbox when i hear well alabama struggles with dual threat guys no we don't we struggle with heisman worthy dual threat guys <laughs> like everybody else that plays football we've struggled with those guys the same year that uh they said we couldn't defend those guys we played a dual threat guy middle tennessee and we won like 59 to nothing and the kid That's didn't right. generate but about 65 yards offense it's not dual threats it's 
Heisman worthy dual threats. And, but as much as I joke about that, and it's true, uh, we're playing a Heisman worthy dual threat tomorrow night or Monday night. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Built Bar, builtbar.com. I'm on their site right now. And I'm looking at their flavors, coconut, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, orange, raspberry, cherry barcia, caramel brownie, yada, 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 18 different flavors. And here's the typical uh, calories, protein, sugar breakdown, 130 calories, 17 grams of protein and four grams of sugar. So this is good for a keto diet. This is good if you're working out and you're like, I want to put muscle on, but I, you know, I don't want to eat a bunch. Um, this is perfect for that. Very few calories for, for what it is. Very few grams of sugar, a lot of protein, perfect for a keto diet, perfect to maintain or lose weight. And they're absolutely delicious. That's the thing is they're just awesome. They really taste good. I'm telling you, we're not lying when we tell you this. We've had them. We, we trust them. I've bought them. They're good. Uh, go to builtbar.com. They've even got a section here where you can become a member and build up Built Bucks so that you can get other stuff uh, from Built Bar. And it's not just Built Bars. They have, they've got all these other things. I've talked about Built Go. They've sent us some Built uh, add-in to water for like immunity, things like that. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, it's delicious too. I really do love this site. And I was scared when we first put pick these guys up as a sponsor. I mean, it was going to be like anything else, like a cliff bar. Look, I'll eat a cliff bar in a pinch, but I know what it's going to taste like. It's just something for me to chew on and eat. So I don't, you know, my, I don't starve, but a bill bar, man, I'll eat that for a snack. I'll eat that for any reason. I mean, it's delicious. Go Promo code locked on for 20% off your order. And then thank me later. You will. All right, Jimmy. Um, let me tell you what my plan is tomorrow. So my plan is to fly out uh, to, from Atlanta about noon, uh, get into Miami like one thirty or 2 or something. We'll run to the hotel, drop our stuff off, and then we're going to uh, head on over to the stadium, I guess. I'm going with my wife and uh, her brother and, and his wife and uh, looking forward to it. It's not going to be that many people. And we're sitting in the end zone, section 105, look for uh, the big, tall, lanky dude with a – unreasonably short legs and an uncommonly long torso. That'll be me. Um, and um, yeah, so, I, and I said, we should be able to move around, but yeah. I don't know that we will. In fact, it may be tougher to move around in this COVID era than it is to move around when it's just a, a full stadium. You know, I've never had a problem. You know, one of my favorite stories, uh, I went to the final four in 92. It was Duke, Cincinnati, Indiana, and Michigan, the Fab Five's first Final Four, um, Bobby Hurley and Christian Leitner's Duke team, you know, an Indiana team by coached by Bobby Knight, and then Bobby Huggins' Cincinnati team. And it was uh, the cool story was a friend of mine lived in Minnesota, my old high school roommate, and uh, his parents lived in Minnesota. So we went up there to the to the Metrodome, and uh, we were like, we can't get tickets. I mean, I only took two hundred dollars for the trip, and the tickets were four hundred dollars. And I was like, you know, because I was a broke college student. And um, finally, this one guy said, I heard y'all looking for tickets. And I said, yeah. And he said, look, I got two shitty, 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 shitty tickets. Would you like them? And I was like, well, you know, how much, jackass? I mean, everybody's been asking for $400. He said, he said, I will give these to you at face value. The face value, Jimmy, no shit, was $12.50. 
I pulled out $30, said, keep the change, because other people heard him say that. And we just grabbed the tickets and ran in just in time for tip off. But I was beside the Jumbotron. I mean, I could have changed a bull. And um, (laughs) then when the first game was over, when Duke beat Michigan, I mean, Duke beat, uh, yeah, Duke beat Michigan, I think it was. Um, And then I was able to move down and see, uh, no, Duke beat Cincinnati, sorry, I guess. And then, um, I was able to move down and see Indiana, Michigan, or whatever the lineup was. I was able to move down and see uh, the next game. We were able to get like half court. So I was kind of thinking, you know, that, but that wasn't a problem at all. But I bet you in the time of COVID, it's harder to move around the stadium because, uh, you know, everybody's like, look, you got to maintain a distance. This section right. completely closed off, you know? Yeah, because they, 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 they plot it out, they diagram who can sit where based on based on their social distancing protocol. So, yeah, that might be tough. But if you're in Section 105, I, I, I would think you're going to have really good se- – 105 sounds like good seats to me because no, there's no, a one. 105 is the end zone. I've looked it up. Oh, but still. Okay. But you're you're in the lower bowl. Well, I mean, yeah, but I'm in, I'm in the stadium. I think that you could have just said you're in the stadium. Yes, that's, that's true. Um, well, and- hopefully you'll have a, a good seat for the – Best here's here's my thing. You know, we we know what Ohio State's best game was. Like, what's the best game Ohio State played this season? We know what that was. It's the the Clemson game. We know. Yes. Okay. So, what's Alabama's best game? Was it is it A and M? But we gave up twenty eight points. Yeah. Was it Georgia because they were the best team we beat? We were like losing at the half or, or right at it. Uh, was it uh? I mean, what what was it? Was it when we completely? beat the crap out of a shorthanded Kentucky team? Was that the best? So what I'm saying is for Alabama to be national champions, uh, to me, a theme of let's go conclusively play our best game. And if we conclu- if we, if at the end of that game, we're like, that's the best we played in 2020, we'll win the game. We, we'll win by a bunch. Yep. We'll win by a bunch. If it's the best we can play. Yep. Yeah, I think so. No, if I, if I we agree. play our best. Because here's the thing: What are the odds that Ohio State's going to put back-to-back best outputs against our best output of the year? I mean, the the, the odds aren't good of that. BetOnline.ag is not going to have a spread on that. I'd be like, nobody's going to predict that. Nobody's going to bet on that. Um, <laughs> well, sometimes the other team has a lot to do with whether you play. If Ohio State plays their very best game of the year, it's going to be very difficult for Alabama to play their best game of the year because you got a really good dude beating you down on the other side of the line of scrimmage. I mean, when uh, when uh, John Mechie doesn't get open against Sean Wade, it's not because Mechie failed necessarily. It might be because Sean Wade's pretty freaking good. Yeah. Okay, well, let's, uh, Jimmy, go ahead and give your prediction. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be closer than Notre Dame. Uh, I think uh, particularly for the first half, it's going to be nerve-wracking. I think both teams will score on explosive plays. It's going to be more of a game of both teams making big plays to score as opposed to driving the length of the field. Um, I think Trey Sermon will rush for 100 yards. I think Najee Harris will rush for 100 yards. I think Mack will play well. I think Fields will play well. Uh, But in the end, uh, BetOnline AG, those folks, they have it right. And and by that, I mean I think Alabama is going to win the game by the spread. Uh, right around the over/under number, which is I think right around seventy-two. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, 
so bet online AG, I, I, you know, they got it right. Uh, I think it's going to end very similar to that. I think Alabama's going to win this game 38 to 31. And while that sounds like, oh my gosh, a one score game, it's tight, it could go either way, I don't really think it's going to be super tight. I think Alabama will be ahead by two scores, but no more than two, most of the game. And, and, and Alabama uh, hangs on for the one score win. Uh, but I don't think it'll be a classic decided at the end. I don't think it'll be back and forth. I just think Alabama will play well enough to create just enough separation to where we're not sweating bullets at the end. But Ohio State will be plenty good and be the biggest challenge for this Alabama team all year. But Alabama wins its 18th national championship. Coach Bryant wins his sixth at Alabama and seventh overall to break Coach Bryant's record. Coach Alabama's Bryant national champs. No, I said Coach Saban wins and breaks. Wins it. That would be oh, wouldn't that be a story? Now, that would be the cool. See, that's the best storyline anyone's come up with. It's bigger than the Jalen Waddle playing, but it would be a big story. <laughs> I think Waddle plays and is a complete non factor. Uh, but Saban, uh, Saban wins, and Alabama wins its 18th national championship. And as I call it, uh, we flip the odometer again. And all of our clothes that have lower numbers than 18 on it are ruined again. Well, Jimmy, I'm going to go in a bit of a different direction. I'm going to say Alabama wins 42 to 39, and it's won <laughs> on a Will Reichert field goal because I've been thinking trying about to kill that. me. You're trying to I kill am, me. I am. I, 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 it would be a bit of a stretch finding somebody who's as bad at operating their computer machine as you to do a podcast with, but I'm, I think I can find them. Um, I am trying to kill you. I think that, uh, that, that that's the only way that this game can end um, so that Alabama has the most magical season of all time. Look, I think Alabama is still behind LSU in terms of greatest season of all time. And it just, just barely, it barely. But as long as Alabama wins this national championship, I think there's a raging debate. If Alabama wins it via a kick, um, which would be the, the irony of all ironies, the most unheard of thing, considering kickers have cost us how many games? The 2013 Iron Bowl, the 2019, uh, 19, no, I guess, yeah, 2019 Iron Bowl. Um, 2011, Nash, uh, 2011 Game of the Century. The first 2011 game. game of the Century. Um, man, how many, you know, again, uh, I, I just, you can just go down the list. Kickers have been the bane of our existence, even before Saban to a degree, if you go back to Lee Tiffin missing against Arkansas in 06. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, it, it, that that's the way this thing has to end in my opinion for it to be considered truly magical. Look, we've already blown away the record for most awards won by individuals in any given season, blown it away. We have set the record for most wins, SEC wins uh, in a single season. We played an all conference schedule and we set record after record after record. We didn't play the best team because that's us. And we didn't play, the, but we didn't play the worst two teams either. That's another thing. It's not like we set these records playing Vandy and South Kakalaki. We played everybody else who's tough um, the, the, all the way down the list. We also played Notre Dame, who arguably, if it's not us, they are the most storied team in uh, college football history. Maybe not deservingly, but, they, but they're considered that way. And then we will have beaten Ohio State, the, 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 one of the big three, the, the triumvirate, 
I mean, that's, it's us, Clemson, and Ohio State right now. Everybody knows that that's just the way it is. And uh, we would have beaten uh, Justin Fields again, who ironically was one of the reasons we beat Georgia in 2018 or yeah, 2018 because he was on that fake punt. Um, and so, look, there's so many tie-ins to this game. It's crazy. Um, and I, I, there's so much on the line. But to me, I think this game needs to end that way um, so that everybody can really go down talking about how Alabama finally exercised that final demon, you know, the the final uh, deal that Alabama did win by a field goal. When's the last time we won by a field goal, Jimmy? Was it 06 or excuse me, 05 Tennessee, 05 Ole Miss, Van Tiffin in 85? I mean, when's the last time we won on a kick? A team of doctors has worked to erase those memories from from me. So, <laughs> Well, think about this. Now, here's the other thing that's interesting. Um, Ohio State will have been the, – the two best receivers statistically in Alabama history are Amari Cooper and Devontae Smith, and Ohio State will be the final game for both of them. That's kind of interesting. Um, and then I go back to the national championship game against Georgia in 17, and, you know, Devontae – Well, Devontae's legend isn't as big as it is if that kick is made by Papa John's. I know his name isn't Papa John's, but that's <laughs> – <laughs> but that's so, right you know Devontae is a really good player um, his senior year all these things he's still great but the, if he wraps up season one with a national championship game winning catch and season two with a national championship considering he won the Heisman and everything else my god I mean this is this it's an incredible career, but I still think it needs to come down to Will Reichert, the one guy who I thought deserved the award at the ESPN's award show, and he didn't get it. That's what I think needs to happen. Well, I know this. I'm not going to root for the game to play out that way, but if it does and we make the kick, it will be a joyous moment. Joyless murder ball would be, you know, suspended for at least an evening with just <laughs> joyful noise as uh as the kick sails through so uh i hope for for my blood pressure and for and for uh cardiovascular surgeons everywhere it doesn't play out that way uh but if it does let's make the kick and i, I know this will Riker yeah. is a a great kicker i i knew he was great uh i knew he would be good and even though i've joined in sometimes on twitter with the with the jokes uh, you know, last year and, and, and even in this off season, cause it's kind of a funny, uh, it's kind of a funny running joke, but the fact of the matter is I, I knew Riker would be good. Um, and, and, the, and I knew he was kicking hurt, uh, last year. And, uh, but the fact that, that Riker's been this good is, is a nice, a nice thing to see. I didn't know he would make all his kicks, but, uh, yeah, he's been great. And, uh, Jimmy, one other thing I want to throw in there. This is what I'm going to ask you to do, and I'm going to ask it on air so everybody knows I asked you. Um, during my travel tomorrow, my plan is for me just to record various times like a running uh, audio diary of my trip, and maybe even during the game, if I can remember, and if I'm not drunk, I'm going to try to remember to just, like, talk about special things so that I can piece all this together 
for a podcast. So I'm going to ask you to just use your phone, the record on your phone, go ask your wife or your neighbor's kids how to operate your record button on your phone. (laughs) And you can figure out how to do this so that you can uh, record and then send that audio to me. And um, I'll just put it together for one podcast because it's going to be tough with my going to the game to actually do a podcast for Tuesday uh, after right after the game. Sure. Yeah. I'll, uh, (laughs) I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. All right, buddy. Well, let's go give Ohio State hell tomorrow and uh, roll tide. Roll tide.